we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I want to stay Hey guys, welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today we are joined with Nicholas Hamilton. Um, first off, happy birthday for yesterday. Thank Big, you. Was it yesterday? The day before yesterday? Yeah, very. Oh, day before uh, yesterday, everyone. whatever day it was. Yeah, I feel <laughs> very legal. Um, oh yeah, true. Because well, yeah. you've been legal for a well, while. Well, yeah, I just yeah. moved back here. To, uh, where it doesn't matter where you're 20, whether you're 21 or not. Is there anything different that I can do when I'm 21 here? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think you get no. Do you even get your license, like your full license? Full I don't license? think so. No, that's twenty. Full license is twenty. Yeah, no. I'm. I think everything's the exact. I'm just. I'm the same person. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Congrats. I guess. Thank you. <laughs> um. So yeah, you mentioned you're in Australia right now. Um. From LA. Um. Yep. Where? When did you like move? Like, when did you come back here? Uh, it would have been just over two weeks ago. Uh, I was in hotel quarantine for two weeks. For I got out the day before my birthday, actually. Um, yeah, I was in there for 14 days. I was did the whole um, everything that you have to do. It's got this little insight. It was full on. I think, um, but it was I was put in a, a very fancy, plush hotel though. I think I was uh, I was very lucky in that regard. Like good food, good view. I had a big uh, window. It didn't feel like I wasn't outside for 14 days. I think it was fine. Uh, whenever I talked to anyone, it was very much a, a pity thing. Everyone uh, kind of, I think the news over here captures a lot of uh, the bad side of it. But it's, yeah, it's very much, if you complain about that, I think yeah, you've got other things to complain about. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> um, so when did you like originally decide to move to LA and why? Uh, it was pretty early on. I started, I was acting since I was 11. Um and then working in US projects since I was 14. Uh, so I, been, I graduated high school when I was 18 and pretty much right away moved over. Um, it was always a part of my head. I was like, uh, it's almost definitely gonna, gonna come over here at some point. Um, yeah, I moved over there when I was very young and lived there for two and a half years. And now I know what I did wrong and I know what I did, what I did right. And now that I'm moving more into music and stuff, like I started acting in Australian stuff before I did US stuff. And when I started releasing proper music, I started in the US and it just didn't really feel right. I felt very unnatural. And um, so yeah, so I made the decision. I, I shot a show just before I came over here in LA. That kind of uh, was my last hurrah before I head back. Um, I will be back though. It's just, it's, I'm over here indefinitely, but I'm not sure when I'll be back. Do you like living in LA? Like, is it nice there? I loved LA. I, I've always, that's why uh, ever since I was 14, I went there for the first time for work. Like I love being on set. Um, Australian sets have that same feeling, but I mean, working in LA, if you're an actor and you don't want to be in LA, it's, it's uh, you're not doing the, the right job, I don't think. Um, yeah. I loved it. I'm, I'm a very much, I think I'm an American soul um, with an Australian accent. I think it's very, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think uh, I always, I mean, I talked to, because uh, I've been doing my US accent, uh, in jobs since I was doing auditions since I was 13. Mm. Um, like if I talk to an American, it, it just comes out. It's the, I, I barely talked in my Australian accent when I was over there. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
it's I'm very much a um a natural American, I think. Wow. Um what was like pandemic like in LA? Just full on. I mean, it was the the height of everything. Like that, I mean, but it's the same reason, like we were all stuck inside obviously for pretty much a year, um, everyone in LA. And uh we I got to about like June or July and I'd done nothing for five months and it just felt very um felt very lazy I was living in another country to kind of chase my dream and all that and I moved over there to do that and then everything shut down and I felt like I couldn't do that so I love being busy so that's when really music kept up and I started recording the stuff that I'd been writing over the last two years and um yeah I don't think if it wasn't for the pandemic I probably wouldn't have started doing music as early as I have did you feel creative or did you feel like it was a bit like a not yeah. very time yeah I think so I think it was very because uh, I had nothing else to do <laughs> it was very much like a, a auditions pretty much slowed down to a halt and uh, every other aspect of my job was um, just shut down for, for a very very long time so I, I always felt like I had to I, I, again, I love being busy and being creative is part of my being busy. So learning how to take the bad situation and make it a um, kind of a creative uh, epicenter is, is what I felt like I had to do. It was my job. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before you kind of started doing music, you mentioned that you were acting and you are mm. acting. Um, do you want to give us like a bit of a rundown on like how you got into acting yeah, the whole shebang of it. Whole shebang. I um, I started when I was eleven. Like I said, uh, I I grew up in a very, very, very small town, like three thousand population, um, next to Byron. And uh, my primary school that I went to was K through twelve, and we had three hundred kids in the entire school. So it was like thirty kids a grade. It was tiny. Um, so there wasn't really many extracurriculars we could like do, um, other than like touch footy every now and again. Uh, but this drama teacher came to the school one year and decided to kind of like change the whole place and, and started uh, doing like yearly plays. There weren't enough kids to like to only have kids who wanted to do it in it. So it was a lot of kids that just were doing it for the heck of it. And um, all my friends auditioned for it and I auditioned for it um, and ended up giving me uh, the part of it, it was an Elvis Presley impersonator in a talent show in the musical. So just, <laughs> um, yeah, I just loved it. I, it's not a huge um, theatre actor. I, I know that that's kind of not where I really want to go, but um, it kind of unleashed something in me that uh, I joined with a small agent in um, Lismore, a town nearby. Um, did a few short films and uh, one of my short films got a bit more recognition and I got a bigger agent from that and bigger jobs and it just kind of snowballed from there over the next seven-ish years. Nice and you've acted in It was which is one of like your big big filmos. Um, yeah. Yeah. How did you like land that role? What was that whole process like? I mean the majority of the roles that I got I think almost all of them were through self-tapes so you don't go into the room you just they send you the script and uh, you get someone to read against you in a camera in a room um it was especially weird because we uh i was visiting my brother in uh the uk he was living uh in the uk so me my mum and my stepdad all flew over 
and uh, we were surprising him so we had to stay at this hotel overnight so we didn't so we could surprise him the next day and it was like an airport hotel 3 a.m we got in was so jet lagged we just kind of passed out right away i woke up to an email about four hours later saying i had to do a really urgent self-tape for it and i was like oh like grumpy and jet lagged and um ended up putting my phone on top of a desk on top of two suitcases and just did like one take of the scene that they sent across. And I was like, fuck it, just send it. And um, went back to sleep and got back from that holiday. And the day we were unpacking from that holiday, I got the call saying I got the job. It's very, wow. <laughs> like the biggest kind of most lucrative uh, role I've, I've gotten. Um, that's given me kind of the most opportunities. And it came from pretty much nothing, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. What was it like being on set for a film of that caliber? It was pretty cool. I mean, that's uh, while we were doing it, like it didn't feel like the blockbuster it turned out to be. Like um, I'd never been in a movie uh, before where people would ask me about the, the film while we were shooting it. Like it hadn't come out yet. People were caring about it before it came out. Um, that was quite a new experience to me. Uh, so that, that was like the first taste that we got. But yeah, I mean, it was very much a low budget horror movie that... Um, once it came out, once the trailer came out and broke all those records, and then when the movie came out and did the same, like it, uh, it wasn't what any of us really expected at all. Um, and then the second one came along, we had a much bigger budget and much bigger cast, and that's what I think that's the second one was when it felt like much more of a blockbuster, and you had uh, a script every day that you had to throw out or like burn at the end of the day, so no one read it. And, like it was very much a felt more like Marvel or DC projecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wait do you live did you live in LA by yourself yes yeah yeah so I moved over end of 2018 and I was actually I moved over there to do um work and to be as busy as possible and pretty much right away I got into a long-term relationship with a guy in Utah which is the smartest thing I probably have ever done um so I was spending like every uh, second day in um in Utah uh, so I didn't really feel like I was living there, living there for a long time until uh, when the pandemic hit, we broke up and I started working on music and stuff. It was, uh, especially because of the pandemic, you can't see anyone. But yeah, I was alone. I had a dog. Um, oh, so it was nice. weird because I had, I had uh, this big, I had an apartment and I had a car and I had a dog. And when I moved over here three weeks ago, it felt like I was uprooting as much as I uprooted when I moved to, from Australia to the States in the first place, I, got to, I gave my dog to my ex and I sold my car and I left my apartment and put everything else in storage. And it felt, I'd said goodbye to like the friends that I'd made over the last two years. And it, it, you forget how much of an impact you've made uh, on a place and how much the place has made an impact on you until you leave. Mm. Um, I'll be back one day. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect setting to write some songs. Perfect insight. Yeah. Yeah. Break up I was just, uh, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was sitting behind a piano crying the majority of the time in the pandemic, and that was just like that uh, has informed my career nowadays. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so your first kind of music feature of sorts was in a movie you featured in uh, Captain Fantastic, drumming yes. in <laughs> Sweet yeah. Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Um, but when did you kind of first know that you wanted to pursue a career in music? Um, it was always kind of in the back of my mind. I've always kind of, I've always been singing, um, enough to annoy the people around me. And the more I think, the more, I, the more I annoyed people around me, the better I got because I wanted to not be known as the annoying kid who sings like shit. 
<laughs> to make something of it. And I, I've always loved music. It's always just in my blood and I, and I love good music. Uh, so when it came to a point where I got more independent and I kind of had my own car and I could drive around to people um, who would who write songs with me and um, the more I did that, uh, the more it became more of a, a thing. And then I moved to the States and I had like a, a studio to myself and I could um, write music on my own and, and sing without annoying anyone and, and get a lot better and just kind of learn learn the ropes more. Um, it's been a very slow build. But like I said, like I started acting in Australia and then moved to American stuff and it was a very natural progression. It's very, it's felt like a, um, a snowball. But uh, so I first released stuff in the States, like it did well and I was happy with where I was going. It just didn't feel right didn't feel comfy so coming back here and being able to be the bar and musician who like goes yeah, around yeah. In, a, in a van and busks with his mates like that's that's what I want to do for at least a little bit yeah for sure um so you just released well kind of recently um your song in line mm-hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about that what it's about yeah well actually I wrote in line about moving to the states um so we're kind of tied together uh with my guitarist and collaborator in Ballina near Byron, Ben Cool. We uh, we wrote a lot of songs before I moved over to, over to the states that were shit out. Like that's I like Ed Sheeran's um, metaphor, where he says uh, you start writing, it's like uh, turning a tap on in an abandoned house. It's like it's you're just gonna have like shit water that come out every now and again. It's just gonna be constant shit water. And then eventually the clear stuff's going to start flowing through. And every now and again, you'll get like spats of, of shit water. And it'll just be clear water over and over again. And uh, yeah. eventually you reach that point where you get good songs constantly. And it's, I'm glad I was able to write stuff uh, with Ben before I moved over to the States. It was like my practice. And then I wrote a lot of stuff in the States that wasn't good. And I was lucky I was... The pandemic came on later, so I was too busy to, to release stuff early on because I know that stuff wasn't my best work. And uh, but I think in line was like the first first real bit of clear water from that tap. Um, I think I, I really just loved how groovy it was, and it just stayed in my notes app for again for two years. And it's easily the oldest song on the uh, on the EP upcoming EP. But yeah, it's, it's about my kind of hesitations and, and fears about moving to the states and especially as a 15, uh, 18 year old getting that uh, I've always wanted to be independent and you have that bravado where you want to be an adult. It's always that little part of you that um, felt terrified. I, was, I, was, I wasn't sure where I was going to live and I had enough friends there to, to have a good time. And um, that's what the song is about. And it's about kind of overcoming that. Did you produce it in Australia or? No, in the States. I was a, uh, when, kind of mid-pandemic around June, July, I'm, I decided to really go into music more. I uh, reached out to a few producers and mainly kind of uh, amateurs because real budgeted stuff. And then um, which they're, they're all phenomenal. Uh, a, few, a few of the songs that I produce have been with them. And um, then I reached out to one really experienced person just to see what like the difference was between the two. And uh Ended up linking up with um, Arthur Pingree in um, New York City. We uh, flew out there in October and we produced three of the songs uh, out there. Different year, my first song was uh, produced by him too. And I think it's um, 
some of my best work because a, a, a songwriter and a songwriter and a singer isn't anything without a good producer and he's taken me under his wing and it's um was a great week and i think it's it's informed how i want to work for the rest of being over here too what was it like working with such an experienced producer it's so different like it's uh working with an like a, a starting out producer um on songs like uh, no room in my upcoming uh the title of my ep title track of my ep like the it's very different because they, they, they're so fresh and they want to kind of try everything and, and it's awesome to have that like someone who is really passionate about it um so there's pros to that and cons to that there's also pros and cons to working with an experienced producer but someone who could take a week out of his uh busy schedule and, and work with me on making the best songs possible uh in this big studio and he's worked with like sia and uh flow rider back in the day um it's just it's a different experience i wouldn't say either are better than the other hmm. yeah for sure um so you just mentioned something about an ep body of yes. little body of work that is coming up um are there all the songs that you've released so far going to be on that ep or yes yeah so yeah. it's gonna be a five track uh we're doing a waterfall so the um uh, we're going to single after this, Upper In Line, which will be four singles, and then a, a title track on the EP. Um, I'm very excited about it. I think it's, it's over the next uh, three, four months that they'll come out. The main thing I'm excited for over here is being able to perform my songs live. Like, I've only been releasing stuff and, and recording stuff in the pandemic, so I, I haven't had a chance to do that in the States. So being over here and being able to, to do that... Um, and, and perform my original songs live for people is, is a quite exciting prospect for me. So once the EP's out and uh, trying to gain and expand the fan base up until then, after maybe a tour of that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be sick. Do you plan on like busking it first or what do you plan on doing? Yeah, I, I'm really going day by day. I think uh, I had like those long-term goals before 2020. Um, I was like, I know what I'm going to do in 2023. Uh, kind of, shut everything down and then I've uh it's paused made me have pause about having those long-term goals and I know that I am in Sydney now I'm gonna go home this afternoon and have like a birthday weekend and then I'm back in Byron from that point on and so, yeah I'm probably busking probably uh going up and do, doing some meetings and and just trying to expand that fan base as much as possible over here getting people to know my name more than my characters I guess for sure yeah um, and so you collaborated with um, Savs on your track yeah. No Room. Who is like someone that you like would love to co collaborate with in like the future? Um, so many. Anyone I respect. I think uh, I've, I've written, I've had the great pleasure of working with a lot of people uh, and writing with a lot of people that I respect and, and we're on the same wavelength. Um, I mean, anyone. Like, it, it, I, I love listening to music that I, um, the, the kind of music that I write, like very chill pop, like bedroom pop, um, Quinn 92, uh, Louis Capaldi, Ed Sheeran, Yeba, all that um, uh, kind of sitting in your bedroom crying or on a road trip, bucking your head, like very, um, very similar songs. Anyone I, I listen to uh, or anyone who just like um, comes out of the woodwork that I respect and are willing to listen and um, you know, stubborn songwriters are becoming less and less uh, prevalent, which is cool. Like people who actually listen uh, to, to the people that they're writing with is, is more of a thing. 
So really anyone, I think it's uh, I'm able to tour with someone bigger um, later in my career, being able to write with someone like that would be cool. And so do you think that, do you, have you found that there like are any similarities between like acting and being a musician? I think the only one I can find is the entertainment aspect. Like I love making stuff and making content for people to listen to, whether I'm a part of it or I actually make it. But I think music, why a lot of actors go into music and why, definitely why um, I leant towards it. Uh, it's because the, the creative control in music is so much mm. higher. Like I can write whatever I want to write. I can put whatever words I want down on paper and record it however I want to record it and produce it however I want to produce it and release it whenever I want. Like it's very much a... Um, being an independent musician is so different in that, in that aspect to, to acting. Because, I mean, if I'm on set, I'm reading someone else's words into a camera and taking someone else's direction. And it's my performance. It's my face on the camera, on screen. But it's um, at the end of the day, it's not mine. Um, I love that feeling of being able to give that away to someone and, and be a part of someone's project. But being able to create something that's yours and uh, that people can enjoy just for just for it being yours is, is really quite a special feeling that um, I, I don't think I've gotten that in, in uh, any projects yet. Yeah, for sure. Is there one that you like prefer over the other? No, I think I, I've been saying that it's, uh, it's, I think there should be, I think there almost should be. I think it's, uh, but I, they share 50, 50, 50 in my brain. I think it's very much a, um, an equal thing that uh, I, I love being on set. I don't think any feeling that I've ever had work-wise has compared to the feeling of being on set. It's just something special about it. Um, but like at the same time, being in a session uh, and writing a song that I'm really enjoying and, and I think is gonna be a really good song is again, a really special feeling. I've, I haven't like performed any of my original songs yet to anyone uh, live. I haven't like, been on tour and I haven't done any concerts. And uh, so maybe I'll know further on, but. I've always said, like, if if either acting or music became a bigger thing than the other and I had to give up the other to kind of pursue that further, I don't think I'd be upset because I love both of them so equally. Yeah. Um, very much. They, they hold equal parts of my life. Is there, like, have you ever thought about, like, movie film directing or, like, film script, like, screen? I've thought about it, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think as a songwriter, I'm always writing and uh, boys, there was the thing that I was most, um, uh, the thing I was most good at, not good, the thing I was most good at at um, school was like writing stories and stuff. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like possibly writing one day, producing it. It's, uh, I love, like, as I said, having that creative control and, and being able to make something that's yours, no matter what part I have in it. Um, I'm Happy to be there, really. Have a lovely rest of your day. Um, you we usually do a cheers by the end of our video, so I'll give you a little <laughs> cheers. Um, have a lovely day, man. Cheers. I got, hang on, I got a coffee. Oh, he's got a coffee. Yeah. Beautiful. You. There's a beer Thank in there, I promise. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> lovely to meet yeah. you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.